All right. Good morning. Welcome to the 22 Catch 22 podcast, where we tape live from my personal Catch 22. You'll commute to work every day from this old, beautiful baby Ford Explorer, which got to give a compliments when it starts on a cold ass morning like today. You got to serve compliments. You can't just expect these big pieces of old machinery to work without a little TLC. So we'll thank you today um, for starting on this cold, cold morning. It's not as cold as it was last night, but it is chilly. It's going to be like 50 Saturday or Friday, I think. So um, get a little respite from this, but hey, it hasn't been too bad. It's been mild, but we'll see. We'll see what January, February brings for us, right? That's when it gets interesting around here. Man, we lost a good one yesterday. Penny Marshall, a legend, Penny Marshall. Uh, passed away. League of Their Own is one of my favorite movies. Um, we'll get into that a little bit later. Uh, some big news. I want to talk a little bit about Manny Machado. We'll have five questions with Manny Machado, who is getting ready, and the Yankees are getting ready to meet with him today. Um, maybe we'll talk a little Nets basketball. Beat the Lakers in Brooklyn last night. Uh, a friend of mine was there. Some big personal news, personal for the cast, not for me personally, but for the cast. Uh, that friend who was at the game was the first person in my life, besides my wife, that I've told about the podcast. And why is that? It's because phase four of the Mike Lombardi pitch, um, it wasn't a total success, but it was a success. All right, listen. Phase one was me just coming, it was the, was the brainstorm, right? Phase, phase two was last Friday, and I kind of just let it go on the cast. I talked a little uh, Mean Streets and a little Raging Bull. Um, just kind of off the cuff. That was it. I didn't... Nothing, nothing at all. And Monday, I wanted to come in Monday morning and do a pitch uh, to start the show. I started it. It sucked. I was like, look, I, if I do this, I got to do it right. So I just scrapped the Monday morning show. It's all right. Nobody, nobody lost any sleep over it. Came back Monday night, and I scripted a, a, a pitch four-minute um, pitch laying out the podcast idea for Lombardi. And phase four was to annoy him until he told me to shut the fuck up um, on social on social media. Quite the opposite happened. He reached out to me personally. I mean, I can't I just lay it out for him. I don't know. I don't know. Um, <clears throat> you know, it's weird, like, the idea of, like, what is a success... You know, and just being heard was amazing. You know, like oh shit, like this is there's more to it than this, and you, and you kind of go, kind of go all in. And I might have misled him a little bit. I <laughs> made him think I want him to tape a podcast in my basement, which is not, it just couldn't be further from the truth. I don't. That's not at all what I want. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to do anything in my fucking basement. <laughs> I mean, I want to clean it. I don't, let alone, you know, film a podcast. Um, with, with a guy like a guy as respected as Lombardi is, uh, so I went back and forth a little bit with the exchange. Didn't didn't look like you know he was he was very nice about it, very classy guy. Um, didn't look like anything was going to come out of it, and it just I've I've wanted to buy his book. I'm a fan of his also, and I wanted to buy his book for a while. So I did him at my lunch break yesterday, just as we were kind of in the midst of this. Um, back and forth 
which is mostly me talking and him being polite to me, which it's, it didn't, didn't owe me anything. So for him to do that, um, I, I thanked him. I cannot, I'll thank him here too. I cannot thank him enough for even giving me just the time of day. So that was, it was a thrill. Um, and it's just, a, it's also just motivates me to say, look, you can make waves, like you can be heard um, without being a pain in the ass, without being a, a nuisance, <laughs> which is well, kind of my fear was to be like, who's this fucking loser that keeps sending me these things, the Lombardi pitch, Lombardi pitch, what the fuck is he talking about? Block him, <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's, it, it was it was very encouraging. He was encouraging too, it's, it's the, the, way he, uh, the way he talked to me. So um, so I went out on my lunch break and, um, and bought his book. Uh, I started reading yesterday, and look, I noticed a couple coincidences, and these things don't mean anything, but I, I think it's like a curse of mine. I notice these coincidences, but I know they don't mean shit. Like, it doesn't mean anything. Uh, he talks a little about uh, Bill Walsh and his book, and Bill Walsh, like, little index cards. Every show that I have is written out on little index cards. Caught the train this morning. I gotta wait. At the, I gotta wait at the intersection for the train. Uh, uh, come on, man. This is early today. This is early for this train. All right. Or maybe this train is always late. That's what it is. Amtrak. This is Amtrak tracks right here. This train is always late. So right now, I guess it's on time. Seven oh four. Um. So uh, where the hell was it? So um. So yeah, Lombardi. He, uh, so I sent him a picture of the book, and I started reading it in the Bill Walsh thing, um, the, the index cards, and then oh, the other thing is, uh, I guess he write he writes on these index cards with like the golf pencils. I don't. I use a pen, but he uses uh, the golf pencils, and I have two golf pencils. One's for good luck. Well, it's not a golf pencil. It's a horse racing pencil that I think one of my great uncles used, uh, in a now debunked. Uh, horse track in Florida and Palm Beach, and then a golf pencil. I just hang on to them. I like them too. I don't use them as much as uh, Walsh. Um, what the hell? I thought there's other things that I had in common with this guy. Oh, everything's in the car with Walsh. I didn't write this shit down. I thought I wrote it down. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah. So uh, fuck. So yeah. Obviously, he was more prepared than I was. <laughs> That's obvious. As see now, man, I got it. Sorry, it, no, you're not. You're not fucking pulling this one on me, you motherfuckers. What in the shit is going on here? Fucking imbeciles, man. I mean, I, it gets me bonkers. Like in New York, when there's gridlock, it's all caused by bad drivers, by somebody going up. Into an intersection where they can't get all the way through, and then the other, then their light turns red, and then your light turns green, and you can't go because this schmuck is in the middle of the, of the lane here, and that's what causes problems. This is inconsiderate drivers who don't think, and that's exactly what it was. So I apologize. The cast a little bit of a low back there, but it's because I have to maneuver around these idiots, and I'm trying to uh, whatever. So not the, maybe it's not the best formula to drive because you're the most important thing when you're driving is the, is the driving part. <laughs> um. And so it's easy to get sidetracked when you have to do these special maneuvers. Like I had to pull out a fucking uh, turbo move or something. I have a fucking video game to do that. So, all right. So Walsh, where was I? Walsh with the index cards. Walsh with the pencils. Um, I, I've known this for a long time, but he talks. He tells 
great stories uh, on his own podcast about Al Davis and our fantasy football championship trophy is called the Al after Al Davis. He's a big he's a big fan favorite from um, from years back for our league. Um, yeah, so it was just kind of uh, it's just cool, and it's I mean I've not very far into the book, but it's a good good read. It's about it's about leadership. It's about how you utilize, you know, your your uh, your staff or your employees or your players or what, you know, it's being sure everybody's on the same page. He's talking about from you know from starting running back to starting left guard to you know the hot dog vendors basically to the PA announcer. He tells a story about Bill Walsh. During a game, going to some of the mic, says, remind me to fire that fucking... I didn't say fucking, but remind me to fire that PA announcer tomorrow. He stinks. And it just reminded me of uh, Casino when <laughs> when De Niro is looking at the blueberries and the muffins. He goes, look, look, at your, look at yours and look at mine. And Kevin Pollock's like, what are you talking about? He's like, your, your, your muffin's loaded up. I got nothing. And then he goes to the kitchen and tells the chef, he goes, I want the same amount of blueberries in each muffin. And the chef's got this sad sack look in his face. Like, do you know how long it's going to take? I don't care. I want it done. And that's the same kind of perfection, I guess, that Bill Walsh expected from the ground up. Um, you know, when he was when he was uh, in charge of the San Francisco 49ers in the 80s. So, um, yeah, it's just, uh, like I said, it, it was completely encouraging to have him him reach out and give me you know two minutes of his day or a couple minutes of his day, I was uh, again thank you and yeah gonna keep doing what I'm doing baby that's it. Um, so with this came uh, an increased listenership. So I told my friend about it. So I know he listened to a few episodes. I told Lombardi about it, and I'm not sure if he listened or he had some of his you know, some of his guys. I don't know, you know, his situation, but he had somebody listen to it or whatever. See, I noticed like certain episodes go up, and the highest rated episode that I had was the one entitled "The Worst Episode Ever," which was legitimately the worst fucking episode I ever did of this show. And I don't, I don't even think I listened to it. I listened to every episode like, right after I recorded, kind of give a little synopsis of it. See if there's anything egregious, you know, audio, audio on there that needs to be cut out, or it's like too, I don't know, there's too much silence, or I stuttered too much, which I don't do ever. I mean, I do once in a while. I've I've deleted like radio silence. It's just it's too long. I just I was distracted in the car. I need to get rid of it. Whatever it doesn't fit, just get rid of it. It's uncomfortable. That wasn't. Um, that wasn't the case with this one. I just didn't listen to it at all. I let it run. And I said, look, it's all part of the learning curve. All right? That's, you're going to do a shitty show. Don't fucking bother doing the show. So I put it out there. And, of course, now it is the most listened to podcast in the history of the 22. Um, slash carpool podcast. Slash whatever it was. Um, the most listened to fucking show. That's great. So I think I'm going to rename. I think I'm going to name this show the real worst episode ever. Or the second worst episode ever. Or something just because you fucks want to see me fall on my face, that's what gets clicks. Well, great. I'm going to lie to you today. And you're going to get... <laughs> you're going to get false advertising. So, uh, yeah, that's... I mean, hey, people just want to see you fail, I guess. Jeez. 
unbelievable. I'm, I'm nobody, and you want nobody. You can have root for my success first, and then you can wait until I fall on my face. You know, the rise and then the downfall. Shit. Um. Yeah, so that's funny. I might have to go listen to it today and just hear everybody's here. Fucking worst episode ever. <laughs> Come on, man. Get out of here. A uh, quick word about Penny Marshall. Uh, she died yesterday, 75. I remember Penny Marshall. I think first I remember I remember her from the Bulls games in the 90s. Um, she was always there, front row. I think she sat behind the basket, front row. I think her brother Jerry died a year or two ago, and he's another guy just... Something about Jerry always made you laugh. But Penny, I remember she always had like a, she always seemed serious, but she you also knew that she was hysterical. Um, and I, I challenge anybody to come up with a bigger back-to-back-to-back director movies than Big Awakenings and A League of Their Own. I mean, that's like an amazing. That's an amazing. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's an amazing binder right there, but I mean to have those back to back. Look, big we all know it's Hanks. He wake he he's a kid. He wishes to be an adult or something, and he wakes up. He wakes up as Tom Hanks, but he's a he's still a kid. Um, you know the whole the whole thing at uh, the toy store with uh, with Robert Loggia dancing on the piano. Some weird sexual stuff going on there where it's Hanks. But you know he's like a twelve-year-old boy, and he's got this—he's got a girl. And it's just a little uncomfortable, um, but it, endearing somehow. <laughs> I don't know how. I'm not sure if that plays now. I had to go I had to watch it again. But kind of talking about it now, it seems a little uncomfortable to have that kind of sexual tension between who you know is a twelve-year-old boy and uh, whoever this is, um, and, his, and the female lead there. Awakenings was one of the first movies I remember being like. Being like, this is a, this is not a cool movie. All right, it's De Niro and it's Robin Williams who, like De Niro, who I oh, I'm not even sure I was aware of De Niro as De Niro just yet, and Robin Williams who I knew as a comedian and who I knew as being just hysterical, and being like, this is not a funny movie at all. I mean, this is a very serious movie, and being uncomfortable watching it, and I'm not sure if I cried when I watched. Awakenings, but it's definitely a movie you could cry for, um, and it's fucking—it's a beautiful film. I still get kind of chills and goosebumps when I see it on there because I remember like watching it, and being like, "Wow, uh, these are knowing who the people were in it, thinking like, okay, movies are supposed to be kind of cool, and this is, you know, it's." I think De Niro's the doctor and Rob Williams is the patient. Or no, other way around. I think Rob Williams is the doctor and De Niro's the patient. And De Niro is in like a state of uh, ketosis for like the whole... Is that the right fucking word? I might just sound like an idiot right there. But he's just in, the, in this like state uh, where he's not moving. He, not, he doesn't want to get up. And Rob Williams is this frustrated doctor who just wants... Leonard? Is that his fucking name? And he just wants any movement from the guy and whatever. And it's very touching. And then the way he finds out gets him to walk and stuff. So it's Penny, and I didn't realize it was Penny Marshall until yesterday, to be honest with you, but um, great fucking movie and important for my this entire uh, movie life, I guess. Just, what, just another step in, in movie watching. And, uh, okay, and I got this grand character. Let's go. Come on. No, you're not going to let me over. You see the blinker. You see the blinker, you fuck. 
Oh, you just sped up and you're getting all... What a schmuck. People just speed up just to fuck with you. And he wasn't even going to be in my lane. He was going two lanes over. Piece of shit. All right. Um, and A League of Their Own, which, I mean, every everything about that fucking movie is perfect. All right. Hanks, I mean, Hanks, you love Hanks in that movie. He's amazing as Jimmy Dugan. And he's endlessly, endlessly quotable character. Um, I mean, from Lovitz to uh, David Strathairn. And then, I mean, like, Madonna is fucking perfect. Rosie is beautiful in that movie. She's amazing in that movie. Everybody's great. Betty Spaghetti. Uh, Dottie, you know. Everybody, fuck, I can't, I'm blanking on all the names right now, like an idiot. But, um, Gina Davis, thank you, my producer, who is myself, for getting in my ear. Um, I, I've watched and rewatched the movie a million times. I will watch it a million more times. That movie's not going anywhere. I've shown my, my, shown my kid a couple scenes from it. My tough love for when he cried during T-ball was showing him the, there's no crying in baseball scene. Which he thought was, which got him to laugh because he got to hear Tom Hanks say, "That's, that's that lump three feet above your ass." Um, so you know, maybe I'm not sure that's appropriate for you know his age, five years old at the time, whatever it was. But it was my way to let him know. And uh, hey, it's part, part of it's you gotta have fun. But you know, I'm crying during you know sporting events either because he didn't get a turn or something, you know. But uh, and then I've showed up. I've there was one day I, he was going to the bathroom. I was like, geez, yeah, that's Dugan right there. <laughs> and he's like, a what? And I was like, ah, oh, well, I guess I got to show you the PC now. So um, I showed him Tom Hanks taking a whiz. And I don't think I understood him ripping up the baseball card afterwards. But Oh, and, and Jerry Marshall's in that movie, too. He's great. Um, as uh, As Harvey. Whatever his name is, but he's he's the guy who runs the team. So, Mr. Harvey, Mr. Harvey, I hit 472 home runs for you, three of which were in the World Series, two in Game Four alone. Uh, great. I mean, just a great fucking film, man. Fucking Stillwell Angel. By the way, I love you in the Wizard of Oz. Yeah. So I mean, fuck. I'm at the train station. Look, the Yankees are meeting with Manny Machado today. I'm, I'm against the Machado signing. Look, the talent he has is undeniable. But do we really need another overpriced... Not that he's overpriced. Do we really need a big-ticket right-handed masher? He's a, he's a slick fielder. He's a five-tool guy. I'm not even talking about like the whole attitude thing. That's kind of a whole made-up um, narrative from the playoffs, his, his lack of hustle. Uh, look, man, plenty of people come to New York. Reggie Jackson wasn't... I, I, I mean, I don't remember Reggie, but I don't think... People talk about Reggie. They didn't talk about him being this gritty guy who busted his ass down the line every... You know, for, to leg out infield singles. He was a guy with three homers in a, play, in, a, in a World Series game. He's Mr. October. You know, that's what you want from your guys. You know, a gritty guy's a gritty guy. If you can have a guy who's going to... You don't like to hear a guy dog in the first base. But, I mean, Ken Griffey Jr. used to watch his home runs. You know what I mean? You're not going to get everything from every ball player. I want guys to play the game like I think I'll play the game, but I needed to play the game that way. You know, I needed to, to bust my ass down the line. I didn't have the skills that these people, that these ball players have. I, I didn't. So I, it's a necessity for the Joe McEwings and, um, you know, for like, like the like the Joey Cores, Alex Cores of the world to, to, to have that 
that hustle aspect. The talent comes naturally from the Machado. But do we really need another right-handed bat in the middle of this lineup? We already have Sanchez. You already have Judge and Stanton. And I think, I don't, the Stanton thing was a mistake, but I think we can navigate it if you play your cards right. Bringing Machado is just another right-handed bat. And a team that historically doesn't need right-handed bats. So I'm not going to have time for the, the five questions right now. Oh, boy. People, nobody's happy. It's the holidays. People are feeling pressure. Horns are getting tooted around here. Um, a lot of pressure on these people to get, you know. This guy's name is Seder. Isn't a Seder like a Jewish sit-in? What is that? That's, this guy's vanity point is Seder. That's weird. Um, it's got to be a nickname or something. Veteran, though, so thank you for your service, of course. But uh, just a weird vanity plate. Um, I guess I'll, I what I ask Manny. I was, first of all, what's what's his reaction going to be? He's going to get he's going to get his ass booed like crazy in the Bronx. The second he does anything wrong, he's going to get lit up with the Bronx boos. You know what I mean? So wh- how's he going to react to that? Okay, I mean, some guys can't handle it. Jack McDowell gave the bird to the crowd. Yep, just pick a spot. Okay. Uh, so I guess that's my, I don't know, that's probably my first question for him. That's thats five questions. Thanks for listening. I'll catch my fucking train. Have a great fucking day. Thank you for listening. Go out there, kick some ass. Thank you for listening, um, Mr. Lombardi, or your, uh, your guys there. And... Uh, my buddy there, thank you for listening. You're, I know you're a loyal listener now. Sorry, sorry we didn't get to talk Nets, but uh, have a great fucking day. Don't take any shit from anybody. I'll talk to you tomorrow.